Alrighties, welcome back everyone to Herbs, Acupuncture, and Everything Else. Uh, today we have a special guest um, from Georgia, which is exciting for me. We have another international guest and she is a fantastic um, herbalist. Uh, she is the um, creator of EssenceOfMika.com and Essence the Herbalist. And she has some beautiful, handmade, and incredibly well-received and potent herbal remedies, lots of beautiful body products, um, as well as lots of um, products that have an affinity for the female reproductive system, which I am specifically interested in as well. Um, and I was just so captivated, um, Mika, by your your internet presence, which is often how I find <laughs> podcast um right where i super i super love the um the authenticity that you bring to herbal remedies and making them accessible and also just um just the ecosystem i'm generally interested in too of where you're where you're at that ecosystem is really interesting to me as well right Mm -hmm. yeah but thank you for speaking to me because i think we definitely need more um more diversity in the herb world and I found that you use a lot of encapsulated herbs and a lot of body products and a lot of um, a lot of people I talk to usually do tinctures or teas so I was like okay this is really neat Um, Mm -hmm. but before we get too crazy um, do you also offer one-on-one consultations I do offer offer the one-on-one consultations I, a lot of people reach out to me. I don't um, promote it as much, but a lot of people reach out to me, and I just really pencil them in on my schedule um, and exchange contact information, and go where we go from there. So yes, I do offer um, free one-on-one consultations. Amazing. Yeah, I could not. I could not recommend. Um, I could not recommend Essence the Herbalist Instagram more. I could not recommend it more. Um, but there's yeah. there's a really lovely space too. I like the amount of really like positive, uplifting messages that you have of, of encouraging people to live their truth and embrace their healing and embrace themselves and not take society's bullshit. I really appreciate that. Right. <laughs> yeah, because it's definitely uh, it's definitely very very needed. Um, sometimes we get so wrapped up into society that we kind of lose who we are in a sense. Um, everyone heals differently. Everybody's journey through life is differently. And I encourage people to embrace that. Um, and so I basically teach people from where I came from. You know, use it, I use affirmations and things like that to get to my healing because healing is mind, body, and spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just teach people about the things that I use and things that help me. And so I like to be as transparent um, with my followers and with my customers as possible because I think in just in today's space where everybody is you know you don't even know who's authentic and who's not I just think that it's you know best for me to be who I am and do things with integrity so yeah oh completely and I think yeah there's there's a lot of um I think there's a lot of importance with like spirit-led businesses and like spiritual businesses so you're someone that I think encompasses that like spiritual entrepreneur which is where that that authenticity comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's uh, very, very important. Like, um, I spoke to some of my students recently just about me being in a good space, even when making my products, because mm-hmm. you know that energy is real, right? And so I always want to make sure that I'm in a good space to do whatever it is that I'm doing. So I make sure I'm in a good space to create my content or 
make my products and make sure I'm shipping it out with that love. You know what I mean? And so mm. I think, like you said, it's very, very, very um, important to be led by spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like when you create products and you make your herbal formulations, is like, is it kind of a, a ritual or a spiritual process? Definitely. Um, I have to, like I said, make sure I'm in a good space. You know what I mean? I have my music flowing. I, you know, make sure I've done my meditation, just to reset. Um, I don't like to take things from the day before into a new day. So I definitely have to make sure for me, it's more of a ritual thing, you know, even when last night I posted the video and I had to make sure I was in a good space. I was burning my incense, did a little bit of space, did some um, little yoga and meditation because for me, um, it's more than just trying to sell products or, or things like that. It's definitely more of a spiritual thing for me. So I definitely have to make sure that I'm in a good space um, before creating, you know, what you put out there is what you get back in return. And so that's really, really big for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you've got such a positive uh, response too. like a lot of the, the testimonials and the folks that have tried your products. They, I feel like they really feel the love that you put in. And I think that's the best. That's the best way to see that working. (laughs) It, it, It works. And I, I mean, even when I have some time, I'm, I'm transparent and I, I show that, um, you know, show that to my audience and, you know, express that to my customers because every day, you know, we all go through things regardless of, you know, where we are spiritually or just on our journeys. But, you know, I'm sure to be transparent about that and show people my struggles and things like that because it's real. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, it's just real. Like, I go through things just like everybody else. However, I can still maintain a business. So I show people you know, I'm sure to show people my life um, through my business as well as personal life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's important too, because we, we don't want to get in a space of like the, the herbalist or the healer is um, like Im, impartial or infallible. Like they don't have bad days or they don't have stuff going on. Like we all do. And it makes you more. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you said, you have to just be um, authentic and true to, uh, who you are and I tell people all the time like don't hold me to this standard you know like mm-hmm. I'm human just like you you know what I mean I just fell in love with her but I'm I'm human just like you like mm-hmm. I go through emotions just like you so how how did you fall in love with herbs that was that was going to be my first big question is like okay so um without it being too much TMI basically uh you know being raised on this standard American diet my diet was poor and things like that. So I always had problems with my bowels. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandmother took me to an herb shop, and that's how I was introduced to herbs. I was a little young girl, um, and so the very first herb that I was introduced was castera bark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, that was the very first herb I was introduced to. For then, since then, I just like fell in love. I would go up there and talk to. Uh, the herbalist she still has her store and yeah that's how I was introduced to this to this wonderful lifestyle that's amazing it's funny that the first herb that you fell in love with was cascara sagrada because that's a pretty intense herb it is it's a very very um intense herb but like I said I was raised on the standard American diet my diet was poor I had always, you know, had issues with constipation and things like that. And that was like the first thing that 
um, I was introduced to. And so from there, I was just like, wow, you know what I mean? Because, of yeah. course, I was always just exposed to over-the-counter things. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely so. After that, like, it just became more of a lifestyle. She really coached and showed me so many different things. Hmm, that's amazing. And so where then did you go with, with studying and developing your, your herbal business? So I just bought books. Um, I bought books. And so I always stayed in contact with her again. And, you know, she would tell me about different things to look into. And then from there, I just started exploring um, how I got into really focusing on women's health is that I was going to school for biology, free health with a minor in chemistry. I definitely wanted to uh, go into the medical field. I was so excited about, you know, one day becoming a gynecologist. Hmm. And when I got into school, I was like, you know, okay, where does prevention come in? Where does, like, alternative medicine come in? Where does, you know, where where, where are we going to talk about, like, reversing disease? And when I saw that, it was a lack of, Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, this isn't for me. And that just kind of further pushed me into herbalism, mm. um, further pushed me into studying plants and really connecting back with nature because I saw the disconnect. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just took the knowledge that I gained um, from, from school and really combined it with what I learned from um, books. I taught myself <laughs> mm-hmm. with the help of a few elders, but everything that I know, I just taught myself. I ordered, you know, I will look for the oldest books on the shelves because they will be so much more informative than newer mm. books. To me, it was kind of like recycled information. So that's mm. what I did. That's amazing. And it's nice that you had like your grandmother and the local herbalist and some other elders to kind of give you that one-on-one training and advice too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you, yeah, because it's, it's pretty brave to be almost about to go into the medical field and then be like, oh, I don't know if I want to be a part of the problem or like a part of, right. yeah. Yeah, I I saw the disconnect early on and uh, I had a hard time with that. I you know, called my mom from school and I was like, mom, I don't think this is what I want to do anymore. I would ask my professor questions and I seemed like, you know, it seemed like I was causing like chaos in the classroom, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like, you know, y'all are teaching me how to formulate um, different things. So where are we going to talk about prevention? Where are we going to talk about reversing? Like, I don't want to just get into pushing pills across the counter. Like, mm-hmm. it's more to it than this. Where does diet come into place, right? And so I was just like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm out. I'm just not. Nah. I, can't, I can't be a part of this. And so yeah. that's what really pushed me further into, all right, let's get back to the base basics because one thing that I did discover is that you know with a lot of the medications and things like that a lot of them um, are formulated from plants just having mm-hmm. chemicals added to them mm-hmm. and so I was like nah let me just get back to the basics and yeah I just went my own way I love that I love that a lot and I think that your customers and your clients would be thankful that you chose the plants <laughs> instead yeah. of Completely. For and, sure. Yeah. And do you feel like you see a lot of people in your practice that have tried Western medicine and had trouble with it or have been ignored by their doctor or things like that? It, it definitely. I think a lot of people um, go on unheard. Um, mm. You're, you just come into just another number. You know what I mean? You're, they're just experimenting on you in a sense. And so I think a lot of people are also seeing the, um, issues that are arriving and side effects from, 
you know, this symptom, you know, taking medication for this symptom and having it for this symptom, but then it's causing you liver problems and things like that, uh, which herbs have side effects as well. However, people are wanting to get back to some, you know, just an alternative, you know, and I think that honestly, that that should be an option within the medical field. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't, it shouldn't just be, oh, you have to take medication. You know, we should be educated about um, the food that we're consuming and how it's affecting our body. We should be um, educated about plants and how they come into place and herbs and things like that. So I definitely think that that's kind of why people are coming away from the Western medicine because they're seeing what is going on. And it's, and it's a generational thing. It's not just, you know, our grandparents, grandparents are, you know what I mean? Like it's just a, a rippling effect basically. And so I think a lot of people are really seeing that. Um, and coming just, you know, a little bit more into their consciousness. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. Holy moly. Yeah, that's very, very true. And I think, too, I wonder, is it, it's probably pretty tricky in America, too, where you guys don't have, um, like, you got to pay for healthcare and pay for medication. Exactly. That can get um, and that, that right there uh, is another thing. And so that's why, for me, when it comes to product making, I do make my products affordable, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I know that in a sense, my competition is not the next herbalist. However, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the medical medical field basically. So, you know, I try to keep that in mind with my customers of making herbs affordable because, so that everyone has the opportunity to experience herbs and experience the benefits of plants because of just how crazy everything is. You have to pay so much money for, um, you know, healthcare. Mm -hmm. The medications are super, super expensive. And so, yeah. Completely. Yeah, I really, that's that's one of my favorite things about, um, you know, like community-based herbalists that are aware that you have your finger on the pulse of your community. And you're like, you know what? This needs to be accessible for everybody. That's really Right. Cool. Yeah. Do you, do you grow any of your plants or, or like, do you have a garden where you are? So I don't have a garden where I am now. However, there's a local, um, a local farm where I rent a plot and plant. And then I have con also connected with local growers in the community that grows organically that I go and purchase different plants from and uh, harvest different plants from them. And I dry them and incorporate them. That's so amazing. I, yeah, I've gotten very, there are a lot of urban gardens here uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very well connected. I'm now looking to go through a actual program to help with agriculture to start my um, own garden because I am looking to purchase a home in the next few months. That's why I was telling you earlier, I'll be relocating. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, to purchase my own land and things like that and definitely start to grow my own place. But for now, I grow um, on my back porch or in my home. And then I also have a plot at a local garden here in Atlanta. That's amazing. And do you feel like, um, cause I feel like in a way herbalism is kind of a, um, like a self-empowering medicine because you end up growing your own herbs and making your own remedies. Do you feel like that's, that's true for you? Yes. Um, it, just, it does. It does. And also, um, honestly, just being in the garden helps 
to keep me grounded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just getting my hands dirty. Sometimes I get out there, I take my shoes off, I do a little bit of earthing and things mm-hmm. like that. But it definitely helps keep me empowered and keep me growing. And just to know that so many people are um, looking to me for so many different things. But gardening helps me so much. It helps keep me not even empowered, just balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it is, man. It's been everything for me. It really has. Mm. And do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite plant? <laughs> I know that's like the worst question to ask a herbalist. <laughs> a favorite plant? Yeah. <laughs> See that? I don't know. That I don't know. I can tell you, one of my favorite herbs is elderberry. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love elderberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Damiana. Mm, yes. Love me some Damiana. So um, yeah, I guess let's say maybe between those two. But I, And another herb that I really love is rosemary. I think a lot of people kind of um, overlook rosemary, but rosemary is very, very power, powerful. I kind of consider it as a universal herb. For me, it's literally good for everything from head mm-hmm. to toe. So um, I definitely love rosemary as well. So, yeah, you're so yeah. right about that. You're so right about that. A friend of mine just did a, a live stream the other day about how rosemary is overlooked. Oh, rosemary is very overlooked, but I mean, it's great for everything from head to toe, whether um, it's for growing hair, dandruff, mm-hmm. menstrual cramps. I mean, literally some of everything. I incorporate rosemary in a lot of my products, but it's very overlooked, but it's a very, very powerful powerful plant and herb that was herb that a lot of people really look over so your friend is absolutely right mm, I love that I know it's such a bad question to ask herbalists what's your favorite herb because they we always have like 50 <laughs> yeah it's, it's always and then it's just like you'll discover something else and you would be like oh I like that then you'll mm-hmm. discover another plant because you know every day we're still learning you know what I mean it's a it's so many plants out there and so every day I'm learning something else or I'm coming across another plant you know and so that's but that's the beauty about herbalism it's just like if if you're you're always growing within this field because there's so much out there mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's kind of a lifetime commitment in a way right yeah and so you do a lot of um, encapsulations, which I kind of mentioned in the intro, but I find that a really interesting and kind of unique route um, to deliver mm-hmm. herbs. Can I ask, why do you favor capsules? So um, how I got into encapsulation is because a lot of people that I came across were just not used to the taste of her, mm. basically. And so um, for me, it was like able to give my customers options. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the books that I study talked a lot about um, encapsulation. And so to me, like I said, it was just to give my customers uh, options. And again, mm-hmm. some people were used to just uh, taking medication. So instead of taking like, um, you know, the over-the-counter medication, they wanted to use uh, capsules and that's how it came about so I'm sure to use you know veggie capsules it also educates them mm-hmm. on you know the capsules and things like that but I enjoy encapsulation 
Yeah, I do too. I've only recently started uh, doing a few encapsulations and I am noticing that, especially for, like you said, people that are used to taking medication. Um, and mm -hmm. otherwise, if I gave them, you know, a tincture with something really um, intense tasting, like um, something with berberine in it or uh, Oregon grape or even burdock, sometimes people are like, oh, it's right. so bitter, like I can't do it. But if you encapsulate it, they're more likely to Right, they're more than likely to take it. And I always tell people, you know, the bitter for the better, you know, like I tell them it's bitter, but it's so beneficial. And if you can drink alcohol and all these other things, you can definitely drink a tea or a tincture. But I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a process for people. And so I have, you know, I'm also understanding of that. So I definitely love to give them options. Completely. I like that. If you can, if you can drink alcohol, you can probably drink the, the bitter tincture I've got going on for you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that's what I tell them all the time but you know different strokes for different folks mm -hmm. and have you seen a lot of improvement in like the um, female body uh, and like um, female body and reproductive health um, capsules that you've been doing have you seen a lot of improvement in those areas with with your clients I do I do um, my customer base is there are a lot of lot of women Mm -hmm. um, and I get a lot of positive feedback, even for myself, um, <clears throat> I use them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I definitely noticed, you know, for my female support, I have a lot of different herbs from Damiana, uh, Chaste Berry, I have some um, Napa root. And so I definitely see the difference within my cycles. I see the difference within, the difference within my spotting, um, my, you know, cramps and things like that. And again, back to rosemary. Rosemary is so great for PMS symptoms, and so just grinding up a little herb, um, rosemary and putting it in a capsule, you know what I mean? So it's, I definitely see the difference. My customers love them. I can barely keep them in stock because, <laughs> honestly, people see so, so much of improvement. You know, I had one customer was saying, like, for, she has always had issues with her cramps until she starts drinking my teas and using my capsules and she's been able to go to work and she's not suffering from really bad cramps and just things like that. You know, she was saying she would have to call out of work or whatever. And I'm sure to post, I always post my reviews, but just getting that type of feedback, you know, it definitely keeps me going, but it definitely, you know, it's confirmation to me that what I'm doing is definitely helping the community. Mm -hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. And I feel like so many uh, women have a hard time finding people that will listen to them for their health care, like, mm -hmm. um, especially with things like endometriosis, like you said, cramps, PCOS, hormone issues, like, when they right. talk to their doctor, I feel like oftentimes it's not taken seriously. No, 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 definitely, uh, definitely not, but I tell people all the time, you know what I mean, like, there is an alternative, you know, and a lot of women suffer for this from this and it has come you know very very common and I think because of that you know women are feeling overlooked in a sense when it comes to these conditions or ovarian cysts and things like that and yeah they're, they are given these medications but are you talking about um you know they're not really being educated again when it comes to diet and lifestyle and just alternative things that they can use to help shrink this or you know, that are good for fibroids and endometriosis and things like that. And, mm -hmm. and another, that's another reason why I kind of teach about herbs, just so people are um, aware of what it is that's actually going on, because it's a really, it's a problem. 
yeah. it's, a, it's a serious problem. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. And I wonder, yeah, it's, it's fantastic that you're providing that service for your community and that you also, you teach as well, correct? Right. I do teach. I teach uh, monthly classes. And then I just teach a lot on my social media um, because I see that disconnect in, in the herbal world. There's a lot of people post pictures and things like that, but there's not a lot of teaching about it. And, and yeah, you know, it's great that we can post about using lavender, but let's, let's show other ways that we can implement it. We can make lavender, like make a lavender lemonade that you can drink before bed to help you relax. Like you can take herbs and implement them in so many different ways to where it's um, beneficial for you. And so I also saw the disconnect of the teaching. And so I, you know, I love to teach. And so, yeah, I definitely think that, you know, that was another route that I took. And maybe that's why I started to grow um, within my business, because I took the time to actually teach and show so many different methods and ways of using herbs, herbs in just, you know, traditional ways. Completely. And I think too, there is, you're right, there's a disconnect, I think, sometimes online where we'll see a picture of different herbs and it'll say, you know, this is for this and this one's for this. And then if you're a herbalist, you might look at it and be like, I don't know if that's completely true. Right. Right. Like, Who made this poster? <laughs> right. And so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely needed. And I always encourage my students, if you want to go far, in um, herbalism, teach, mm. because people are hungry for information. Mm -hmm. We're living in an information age and that will get you so far. And I teach just, you know, simple things, just me making a tea and teaching about it, you know what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. and it's, def it's definitely needed. Yeah, and it can definitely change people's lives. Just one tea can, like you said, improve someone's quality of life a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, very great deal. And do you feel like herbalism is, do you feel like this is a way to connect with your ancestry or your lineage at all? Absolutely. Because, um, like I said, it's just getting back to the basics. All these things were not as accessible, all these over-the-counter medications. So I know that, you know, my ancestors were living off the land. Mm -hmm. You know, and you didn't have, and I don't, you know, it's so many things that you can take into place or to consideration, but um, people live longer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They were healthier. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, so many different things, but I know that they lived off the land. And so that for me was, you know, I definitely know that a lot of it goes back to my ancestors and how they did things and things like that. And so I think that it's important um, to definitely tap into that. But yes, I think it definitely connects me back with my ancestors. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. And do you find that it's in, because you were mentioning that it's also kind of a spiritual practice. Um, and I feel like in a lot of the like land-based um, ancestral lineages, like herbs and living off the land and spirituality, they were all kind of together. They weren't necessarily separate. Exactly. Absolutely correct. Mm. And that makes your products, I think, very special because you can get herbs at, you know, sometimes health food stores will have herbs, but they're, you know, produced in a factory and no one is mm -hmm. what you're, you're doing where you're taking the time to hand make your products and, and pray over them and send love and be in that right frame of mind to make them. 
Right, exactly. Mm. And have you, so we touched upon how sometimes uh, people um, can feel like they're not being heard by their main healthcare practitioner. Um, mm-hmm. And I imagine in America, it might be a little bit worse than in Canada. I'm not sure, but just I think probably because you also have to pay to see your doctor that that might make it kind of doubly hard. Um, right. Have you seen certain people be discriminated against in Western healthcare? And like, and, and if so, and how? I definitely think um, that discrimination occurs. I would not be naive to say that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of people here um, in America, America that, you know, come from low income housing and things like that. And so, you know, a lot of people have, you know, just the standard insurance if any insurance and they have to go to these clinics and things like that and it's a great resource but it's definitely overbooked um so for example you maybe go to a local clinic um you know just for a pap smear or something like that but you're definitely booked within five you know i want to say 10 to 15 minutes apart you know you may have a 10 15 appointment the next person is coming in at 10 30. so it's definitely, you know what I mean? You're definitely just another number. It's definitely a lot of just room hopping, hopping, if you will. And so for, for that, a lot of people aren't being heard. A lot of people um, aren't being educated. They're just saying, okay, you have this going on, use this, and, and, and they're going to the next room. Mm-hmm. And so I think because of that, um, there are a lot of things that go on. But like I said, there are a lot of low-income families here in, in America and just to think about coming from a low-income family that has to now, it's mandated to pay insurance that you can't really afford. Yeah. So just imagine the conditions of these facilities and things like that. So I definitely think that um, discrimination definitely happens within our medical field. And then you see um, just um, within, our, when our, within our birthing, there's definitely discrimination uh, when it comes to Black women. It just They're just more likely to... Um, have complications during birth and things like that. So it's definitely discrimination that occurs here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's such an important and sensitive topic to bring up. And I'm really grateful that you're happy to speak on it because I feel like I see a lot of, um, like there's a lot of white herbalists and a lot of like whitewash herbalism, I want to mm-hmm. say, where it's like the herbal products are super expensive, they're not accessible and they're not, it's it's without that understanding that there is already discrimination in the Western medical field for specific um, demographics. And then how can we make our medicine, our herbal medicine, more accessible so that those people aren't left behind? Right. Um, and that's exactly the approach that I took within uh, starting my business. I had never met a Black herbalist, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my motivation and I'm very proud of that like you know it's very rare even within my community and so um, I didn't know one so I became one mm-hmm. and that has been my motivation and my drive and of course I know I could charge more for my products and more for my knowledge but what I what I'm doing is far far greater than just a dollar you know what i mean i do what i do with integrity i know that i can charge more however i know there is a need for me within my community and so i like to make things affordable i know that i could teach classes 
you know, I see people teach classes for hundreds of dollars, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes I do have the very expensive classes. However, you know, this year I took the initiative to start with $25 and $30 classes mm -hmm. just to just to educate because I think it's important. It, you know, I've read a quote one time that every household deserves an herbalist, and that is true, mm -hmm. you know. And so, I, like I said, I took that approach of making it affordable because, again, there is a greater disconnect, and you're going to have a hard time when people want to get back to the original medicine because it's not uh, alternative medicine, like they say. This is the original medicine, so mm -hmm. um, I want to. I want it to be affordable. I want everybody to have at least an and know what it is and so I think is you know for me I, it's, it's so much more rewarding I know I could charge more money I know I can make things more expensive however um, I see a need for myself and I want to truly make a difference within my community and that's why I do what I do and I continue you know continuously blessed and so many opportunities are coming my way um, but I don't never want to forget about the you know you know, what people will consider the little people, you know, because they they need that somebody rooting for them and someone with that support or someone to have their back. And I'm willing to be that person. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's why I do what I do. And I'm passionate about it. And I love it um, because there's a need for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a really big need. And yeah, thank you so much. Like so much more power to you for being just like, a strong black woman and speaking your truth and healing the world, doing what you're passionate about and good at, um, and filling that need because we need it. Right, it's definitely needed. And thank you. I want to just say thank you for this opportunity of allowing my voice um, to be heard. So thank you for that. Yeah, we we need more of it. A hundred percent. It's it's such a beautiful, I think, subversive um like you know anti-patriarchy anti-capitalist anti-white supremacist way of of making medicine right <laughs> and if we can have more of that then yay <laughs> yeah you seem also right. quite passionate about diet Do you have anything you want to speak on around that um i think you know i don't ever try to uh shame people when it comes to uh, dieting. I always encourage even my customers to eat a little healthier. Like I said, I was raised on the standard American diet, so it was a struggle for me to just transition. And I know people don't like, um, I know a lot of people, are, you know, may not have been raised with eating a lot more fruits and vegetables, but I encourage people to eat fruits and vegetables. Know where your food is coming from. Mm -hmm. Even if you have to shop locally, know where your food is coming from, know what pesticides and chemicals are in these foods, read your labeling, mm -hmm. um, looking to the barcodes on your fruit. It's very, very important. I think a lot of things stem from being chemically imbalanced because we are constantly putting so many chemicals into our body, um, especially from food. I tell people all the time, yes, okay, you can take herbs, but mm -hmm. what is your diet like? Because if you have a poor diet and you're taking herbs, you're, it's counterproductive. So I encourage people to eat healthy and get more exercise. If you're going to eat meat, know where your meat is coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, no matter what it is that you consume, know where it's coming from. Is it non-GMO? Is it organic? Look into the labeling. Look, if it has a million and one um, 
ingredients, you probably want to put it down and walk the other way, okay? Um, just be more mindful and conscious of what you're putting in your body. And, you know, people are eating for the now, but they're not looking at the long-term effects that all these chemicals and processed foods and, um, you know, these farm-raised foods. And when I say farm-raised, like a farm-raised shrimp or fish, they're not looking for the long-term effects that this having on their bodies. And I tell people all the time, it's not in my opinion that these diseases are genetic. It's more so of the food and the things that we're putting in our body is being passed down generation to generation. And so um, I encourage people, yeah, okay, I'm sure your, your, our ancestors ate like this or, you know, your grandparents may have ate all these different things. But, but look at the effects. Like, let's also embrace our ancestors, but let's learn from them as well, yeah. you know, and learn from some of the mistakes that they did make. And so, again, um, it's not that these diseases are passed down generation to generation. I honestly think it's what we're putting in our bodies. And that's why you have a mother, daughter, grandmother, great-grandmother, all with cancer. And they all, one of the main things that they have in common is their diet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's, we can't all eat the same thing and then expect a different outcome. So, you know, never want to shame or judge anyone. Just want them to be wise about what it is that they're doing, what they're putting in their body, and the long-term long effects. It, it may taste good now, but, you know, don't let your taste buds kill you in the city. Completely. Oh, man. I feel like there's so much there. You just said so much wisdom. <laughs> I love it. I feel like you could teach a whole class on just how to read a label. <laughs> yes. Because man, that's you have so to hard. Be mindful of the labeling, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, you know, here in the States, it's a lot of things they don't need to have to put on the labeling, but, you know, look into fructose, you know, look at the um, poisonous things that are just in our children's cereal. Mm -hmm. You know, like we have to really be conscious of these things so yeah it's definitely a lot out there <laughs> there's a lot to be mindful of and you know you have you have to think about it and i can't change you know things that was exposed to that my mother exposed to me or things she said to me however i can change the narrative as an adult and i can change the narrative for my children and my children's children and that's what's more important to me mm -hmm. yeah here's to changing the narrative oh my gosh that's such a good way to put it because it yeah, takes you have to. mentality, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there. because you're right that we put a lot of stock about, we, we put a lot in genetics. We're like, oh, it's genetic, it's genetic. But you're right, what else is in common is the diet that we ate, that our parents ate, that their parents ate. Right. It's the diet, it's the um, vaccinations, you know what I mean? That those are increasing in numbers. There's so many things to take into place, but definitely you know, fight for your rights and let's change the narrative as a collective um, for our children, if not even for us. But if we don't reap the benefits, our children and their children and their children, um, you know, won't have to suffer like we did or won't have to go through the things that we did. And so we have to think beyond the now and think beyond, you know, just right now. Completely. I love it. I love the empowerment in that sentence. And it's just the best. Yeah, I really, I really think that we need more people talking about how to get out of that uh, victim mentality and teach people like you are the, the tools to make better decisions in their own lives. Right. That, you know, 
Right, exactly. We can only be, like I always tell myself, you know, we can only be the victim for so long, and that's not being insensitive to it. But at some at some point, we have to use um, those things to be our fuel and not what holds us hostage. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, amazing. And if there was any advice that you would give to someone who wanted to start learning about herbs or start learning even just herbs for their own health, what would you say? I would tell them to uh, allow their spirit to lead, mm-hmm. and I'll encourage them to look for the oldest books on the shelf. I can't stress that enough. I teach that to all of my students, mm-hmm. um, whether it's you know, Amazon, you're shopping online, you're in the library, look for the oldest books on the shelf. They are so much more detailed, so much more informative. I'm not knocking new age books at all. Mm -hmm. However, in a sense, a lot of it is just recycled information and a lot of it is missing. So if you want to get um, as much knowledge as you can possibly obtain, look for older books. Mm-hmm. Look for older books and read. <laughs> read, 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 no matter if it's the label or the book. Um, read. But look for the oldest books on the shelf, and that's the best advice that I can give. And just like I said, allow your spirit to guide you. Allow your spirit to lead you. That little voice that you hear, allow that um, Allow that to be your guidance, and that's going to make all the difference. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for talking with us today. It was such a beautiful, um, just such a beautiful expansion into into herbalism and into your world. Um, And yeah, thank you for all the wisdom that you shared today. Thank you so much um, just for having me. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much just for social media for putting us together. together. I get so much thanks just for the experience and I hope that um, you know, we can come together in the future. And I just hope that the knowledge that I did share definitely helps to change and impact someone differently. Oh, for sure. And I have to say, too, I'm glad that we got you before, you know, you you maybe blow up and don't have time for podcasts anymore. <laughs> well, I, I definitely, but like I said, uh, I, love, I love rooting for the underdog. So, you know, no matter... Uh, how big I get. I like to keep things personal. I'm all for a personal touch. I like to um, make myself available. So yes, I do respond to people messages. I post asking how people are doing, if people just need somebody to talk to. It's just a personal touch that makes so much more difference to me. So that will never be taken away no matter how far I go with into herbalism. So definitely, definitely. I love that. And yeah, I can't recommend like check out, check out Essence the Herbalist um, on Instagram and uh, check out her products. I definitely recommend um, just like seeing the beauty that's offered and there's so much variety, like there's so many different um, herbs and even just like facial and body products that are handmade. Um, I'm specifically excited about your Yoni wash as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's my top seller. Yes. Yes. And the fertility tea, like there's just so much. I love that you have Irish sea moss. Like there's just so much amazing things, so many amazing things worth worth checking out. And I I'm just I hope that someday I am in Georgia, Atlanta, and we can Atlanta, Georgia, as they say, and we can connect and do some workshops or something together sometime. 
Absolutely. And I love, love, love to travel. Um, so, yes, definitely yeah. look forward to possibly connecting one day. That would be great. If you're ever in Toronto, you have a place to stay. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's really so cold. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to uh, be a part of your platform. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Amazing. It was so lovely. And I think too that, yeah, it's, it's cold in Toronto, but if you're ever here, we're here for you. We'd love to have you. All right. Thank you so much.